The Ravens won 23 to 7 last night at Jacksonville as they continue to make their case. They're the AFC's best team. Lamar Jackson continued to make his case for MVP. But next up, Baltimore at San Francisco a week from tonight on Christmas night. Merry Christmas to all of us. The 49ers won easily, of course, at Arizona yesterday, 45 to 29. They're now four and a half point favorites over the Ravens. Richard Sherman, good morning to you. Can you make any case the Ravens are better than the 49ers? No, no, I cannot. No, I cannot, Skip. And you know why I cannot. Because the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the National Football League, and they have been for the majority of this season. They did have that three-game skid, uh, missing Debo Samuels. And, and Trent William, Trent Williams. But I, I, I do think this is going to be a competitive ballgame. I think it's going to be close. I think Lamar Jackson and how dynamic and unique he is is going to present problems for the San Francisco 49ers. They allowed the, the Arizona Cardinals to run the ball a little bit more successfully than they usually have. But they will have Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave back for this game. So I expect it to be a little different. I expect... Uh, them to be better against the run. The Ravens are going to be without Keaton Mitchell, their home run hitter, so that'll make a difference. Um, Charvarius Ward is playing all-pro defense, leading the league and passes defense, um, and had a really good game with two interceptions against the Arizona Cardinals, so I think they're firing on all cylinders at the right time. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think that they're better than San Francisco right now. I, you said it, San Francisco. Not San Francisco is not just the best team in the National Football League. It's the best football team in the world right now. I don't know any football team assembled that is better than them. That being said, Lamar's the perfect pill. If you're going to get in and beat that perfect team, yep. he is the perfect pill. Lamar, this Lamar, this Lamar, with this Raven team, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. This Lamar who's sitting in the pocket, I mean just sitting in the pocket waiting for guys to come open, really what I call trusting his wide receivers over his legs now. Mm -hmm. He's trusting his wide receivers over his legs. He still has those legs, and sometimes he'll use them and come out and, and start running. But sometimes he's using those legs just to dance in that little pocket. And, man, he can dance, boy, like Fred Astaire. Give you somebody current like Michael Jackson <laughs> or Usher. I mean, he has some feet in them pockets. And, 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 and he has the weapons now around him. I told you guys a couple weeks ago when they lost Mark Andrews, I said, mm, that's a big loss. Yeah. And it, and it is a big loss. And, and hopefully he gets healthy. Now we know he may even be coming back maybe. this season. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But I told you then, that likely kid ain't bad. I said he is, he is not Mark Andrews, not that physical presence and that physicalness in the run game, but he's athletic and he gets up the field. And yesterday, he got up the field. He made great plays again. This team can beat the new uh, beat San Francisco 49ers now, yep. but they got to play one of their best games to beat them. Okay, I'm going to echo what Richard said about Keaton Mitchell. This kid came out of nowhere he ran 4-3 coming out of college. He was a great story for them. They had lost J.K. Dobbins, and all of a sudden they found a burner that really complemented their other two backs because he gave them a home run hitter they did not have. In the fourth quarter last night, he wrecked his knee, and John Harbaugh said after the game, it looks like he's gone for the season. It's just a crusher, just the way Mark Andrews was a crusher or J.K. was a crusher. They've had a bunch of crushers this year, and yet... They still show up. They just show up because they have two things that you can't teach your coach or snap your fingers and find, and that is that quarterback and that Ravens tradition. They have a big game defensive tradition, a mindset that they bring to the biggest stages because it was set in stone as we go all the way back to Ray Lewis and my man T. Sizzle, and you can just go on and on. They, they have a purple tradition, play like a Raven today. And I, I admire it because I think it's legit, and I think it will play at San Francisco. So we did see earlier this year, Joe Burrow went, on, went in there and just put on a clinic. But right. to Richard's point, they didn't have Debo and they didn't have Trent, and I, right. I, I got you. They did have pretty much everybody at that point on defense, and they got picked to pieces by Joe Burrow. 
Lamar is capable of doing the same right. thing. He does it a little different way because he's going to do it with his dart-throwing arm and his legs. And last night, right. he was just sensational with both. I mean, with both. Do not discount the dart-throwing because if we could see the one play made in the second quarter to Odell over the middle, you, you want to talk about gamer, baller. This, this is just guts, man. Where you stand in, you know you're going to get hit Look right in the mouth. And, and you find Odell over the middle with some mustard on it. He, it, it has some juice on it. And that, that's a play. That, that's where your sideline says, we got him and you don't got him, right? right. He's on our side. Mm. And then you mentioned the likely play later in the game, if we could see him escape and escape and escape. I don't know. There's no, nobody in football can do that. And then it looks like he's going to get him again, smoots after him, and he throws it up to Likely. And it was a good throw because he threw it up where he could go get it. Right. right? It it wasn't a pass in a prayer. Yeah. And and it's incredible that even after that first guy comes across his shoulder, the old Lamar Jackson is gone after that one. You're not going to touch me against you. Now he's running around this end. He's gone. Not this Lamar. This Lamar put his eyes right back upfield and said, where can I throw this football? That is the difference, and that's what makes the Baltimore Ravens a dangerous football team that Lamar Jackson yeah, is playing like. But, but the, the San Francisco 49ers would pray, hope, and believe in a game plan where Lamar Jackson sits in the pocket. I guarantee you, if you, to, if you told Steve yeah. Wilkes that, hey, Lamar Jackson's going to sit in the pocket this entire game, he would say, hey, sign me up for that every day and twice on Sundays because that gives his team with Nicholas John Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and company – the guy right where they want to be. Can these tackles stand up against that? We talked. You talked about uh, when Joe Burrow came to town, and yeah. he did have a fantastic game. Right, Joe did. came into his own that game. But, again, they did not have Chase Young in that game. And Chase Young has been a difference maker since he's come into the fold. Their entire rush plan has been different with him in the fold. And they're just doing it at a really high level. I hear what you guys are saying, right. but I don't hear answers for Tyshawn, Raekwon, Samuel. I don't hear answers for George Kittle. I don't hear answers from for Brandon Ayuk. And then you didn't even mention Christian McCaffrey. So I hear the well, things well, okay. that you guys are saying right. about tradition and, and Lamar and all that. But show me something on tape. This offense gets stagnant at times. They go through, get, through lulls in games where they, they go do. two, they three do. quarters without scoring points. You do not get to do that against the San Francisco 49ers. They are, they are not, they, San Francisco 49ers don't play, hey, we play good in some games and play bad in some games. When they are complete and it's a big game, small game, preseason game, postseason game, they show up, they score points, and they do it in waves. And so I think um, if you're showing me something outside the tape, I've seen this Baltimore Ravens offense struggle. I've seen the defense give up points. And I've seen San Francisco's defense give up points. I've seen them have, have struggle against the run game in this game against Arizona Cardinals. So, yes, there may be an avenue if they can run the ball like that. But I, I just don't see this happening. I, I, I don't concur with the conclusion that you want Lamar Jackson sitting in the pocket. Now, you can, have, you can, have, you can have lane integrity as you are rushing most quarterbacks and say we can keep them in the pocket, but you come on, come on, have laying integrity, but I need just a little sliver. And Mark Lamar Jackson gets through that sliver. So you're not worried about Joe Burrow and those other guys when you keep them in the pocket, if they get through that sliver, what damage they'll do to your defense on the back end. You are worried about Lamar Jackson. So yeah, you want him to stay in the pocket, but you better cover up those with holes because if it gets dark in that pocket, he starts running, there's a whole nother trouble that Joe Burrow and those guys can't bring you. That's the whole difference in why Lamar Jackson, I think, in this situation will be dangerous. I, I hear you. He's been sacked 34 times, so they they find a way to get to him. Let's not act like he's been untouched this whole season. He got sacked three times in this ball game, and, and a number of right. other times they had a chance at the sack, like like this play we're watching right there. So I hear right. what you're saying. He's, this offensive line has not right. protected him as well as people have, have given him credit. Right, and, I, and we're saying the same thing here. I'm okay with the sacks. You know what? Because that, that means he's looking upfield. I, I'm, I'm I'm saying I don't want to see you. You didn't get sacked and not looking upfield. I'd rather have those. He is going to be the difference in that football game. I, I don't even know which way I'm going, but I'm saying there's a possibility that they can win. I didn't say they will win So because of Lamar. Yeah, Richard, this is the one human in the National Football League who can rise above even the 49ers at the 49ers. He would have to have a very special 
game, and I'm talking about a four-quarter game where he was just magically on fire with arm and legs. But he is capable, and he will take this as a personal challenge, even though he's not going to admit it publicly to the media. But this is an MVP battle with Brock Purdy, and Brock is playing at a supremely high level, and he has seized the MVP lead to me after yesterday. Looked like he was going to be down and out for a little while yesterday. He took a hit to the head, and he missed a play, and Sam Darnold came in, and then he came right back in and just kept firing and firing. He just on, he's been on fire except for that three-game stretch. So the, the point is, Lamar looks so much happier than he did a year ago when he was shutting it down, as you recall, because he was in the contract snafu with the Ravens, which I never understood that why they put him through that. But they did, and they paid for it last year, and then they had to pay him what they should have paid him from the start. And now all is well. There's peace and harmony with the Ravens. They've lost some key players, but they still have that quarterback. And if you watched him after the game last night, he's just happy. He's having a really good time playing football. I, and you can tell he is re- just ready for this challenge to I, go to I, San Francisco. I hear you. I, I, I just I, I've seen Lamar Jackson play at an MVP level. I'm sorry, Skip. I've seen it. And, and the Ravens fans were upset because it was like he's not an MVP candidate right now. With, with 22 touchdowns on the season. I'm sorry. And people say, oh, you're just stat watching. Well, stats matter. Stats matter when you talk about MVP. If some, if we would have gave the MVP to somebody with 22 touchdowns on the season when he had 50, I guarantee you Ravens fans would have been jumping up in arms and protesting outside yeah, the NFL no, offices because that's ridiculous. But so we're, we're not going to do the same thing here. Brock Purdy has 32 touch. I mean, 31 touchdowns total on the season. He has 29 passing touchdowns. He's leading the league in that category, leading the league in uh, 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 touchdowns, passing yards per attempt, efficiency. He had a 93 he QBR did. this past game. It was the best. Uh, I mean, Skip, yeah, best so, of the weekend. so yep. what we're talking about in every single matchup where you've, where you've said there's been an MVP versus MVP matchup, when he played Dallas, MVP versus MVP, he thrives. When you talk to Philadelphia Eagles, MVP versus MVP, he thrives. Um, you talk about the rest of the, the year that he's been having. Skip, he's had four games where he's thrown for four touchdowns. Every other quarterback in the National Football, there's been 11 that have done it. They've done it once. He's done it three times already. So, I mean, I hear the matchup, but I, I'm not necessarily painting it that way. I think the San Francisco 49ers are a more complete team. The Baltimore Ravens are more dependent yeah. on what Lamar Jackson. I think he's the most you one of the most unique and special players to ever play the quarterback position, to ever yeah. play any position in this game. Yeah. He's an incredible talent. I think if they game plan and uh, Todd Munkin keeps him in the pocket, and that's the way you want to think you're going to beat the San Francisco 49ers, I think it's a mistake. They have struggled with mobile quarterbacks in the past. That can be an opportunity for you to make headway to use his legs to get him down the field. Now, if you say, hey, we're not going to use his legs and we're going to make him be the quarterback, make him be a pocket passer, I I don't think that's the way you can beat the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't either. I think you use his legs, but I'm saying you make the base. The passing game, well, you have and to. you add that you add what yeah. he's done over the. You add that to it, and that makes it dangerous. Yeah. So, Richard, are you saying MVP is over? There's nothing Lamar can do right. a week from tonight that would vault him even even like uh, up into the same ballpark with Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it, it'd be tough unless you're just changing the way MVP is. He won the MVP with 50 touchdowns. He had 14 rushing. He had 36 passing. He, he Unbelievable season. Now, if he ends the season with those stats or, or something similar, he can be 45. He can throw it 35 touchdowns. But he would have to – he has 16 right now. He'd have to have 20 passing touchdowns in the next three games to be in there. If you're not top 10 in passing touchdowns, you're not top – you know, 10, 15 and rushing touchdowns. I don't see how that's MVP statistically. I, when he won the MVP, okay. it was because he was top five in those categories statistically. He was playing outstanding, both with his legs. He was a top runner. He was a top passer. Yeah. But I, I just don't see those statistics coming in the next three okay, years. I got you. But remember, this for, for us, I think we're eye testing it. It's just what your eyes are telling you. Because remember, at yeah. Pittsburgh, remember how many balls they dropped on Lamar? They dropped a bunch I, of balls. I, I hear I, yeah. Skip, skip. Eye test is cool, but they, they will eventually look at the stats and say, sure. uh, 3,000 yards, you know, under 20 touchdowns. Is that an MVP of the National Football League? That'd be a change of the standard. 
Okay. Up next, we got to talk about what our guys, Terry Bradshaw and Gronk, said about the Cowboys last night after the game on Fox. They blasted our Dallas Cowboys. How right are they? No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Okay, now it's your turn. Swing away. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Marcus Martinez. Keyshawn and Richard tried to tell Skip all week long about the Cowboys away from Jerry World. You know, somehow I told you so just doesn't quite say it, says Will Smith. Yeah, well, you got it doesn't. Me. You it doesn't do me. enough. You got me. Touche. Next tweet is from Munster Inc. Skip and Michael <laughs> looking to see if Keyshawn here this morning. <laughs> Yeah, we weren't afraid. We took it like men, right between the eyes. Congratulations to Richard. Congratulations to Keyshawn. You know, it's a long season. Thanks. No, no, no it's not long anymore. It's not that much longer. Yeah, exactly, Richard. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> and finally, from Dylan, I'm praying that Lamar Jackson leads the Ravens to a victory over the 49ers on Christmas night. That way, we don't have to pretend Brock Purdy is the MVP. We love you, Snoop. I mean, I hear you, but (laughs) he throws three touchdowns in that game like he's been doing. Good luck pretending. It will be over, I would agree. That game is about the MVP is what it's going to come down to. It will, but Lamar's going to have to come up really big. All right, back to business. On our Fox postgame show following Bills 31, Cowboys 10, this is what Terry Bradshaw, then Rob Gronkowski, had to say about the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a good football team and you're going on the road to play a good football team, you take that intensity with you. They don't do it. I don't know why I believe in Dallas. I love their coach. Why don't they take it on the road and get nasty? They don't do it. They sit back and they... They just look like, come on, just take all you want from me. We'll just go ahead and look stupid. You want to know something, Terry? When you're a team and you can't go on the road and win a big game in a hostile environment with weather that isn't on, you know, on your side, isn't in your favor, it means you're not mentally tough. And the Dallas Cowboys are not a mentally tough football team. That being said, it has been shown last year in the playoffs. It has been shown the year before in the playoffs. It has been shown this year twice now because they got absolutely blown out versus a good team in San Francisco when they went on the road as well. Skating. Richard, do you agree with what Terry and Gronk had to say about the Cowboys? I mean, I I don't know if I agree with everything they said. Um, I know they don't play well on the road, Skip. I know that Michael Parsons didn't, it did not show up in that game and rarely shows up in these big games that you need him to show up in. True. Uh, he did play well against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He got a sack that game. But last year, if you, if you remember, throughout all of December in the playoffs in January, he had a sack and a half. He did. He got his sack, sack third game of the season around the 18th of December. This year, he got his sack against the Philadelphia Eagles. 
He may not get another nothing but a half sack the rest of the way, and that will be about the, what he does. And so they don't run the ball well. I remember you saying, Tony Pollard and CMC, you know, he's just a little bit better. Skip, that was, that was a fabrication of the truth then. It's a fabrication of the truth now. It was that is, not that, last that year. Is, no. It was last year. It was last year. It was the year before that. It was any other year where Tony Pollard and CMC have played the same sport. No. But whatever, I, I understand. You you said Bell, your linebacker, oh, has been a revelation. No, he's an undersized player, and good teams will find him, and they'll run the ball down your throat because you do not play undersized linebackers in the National Football League. You got a 200-pound Mike. They're going to 200 pound move him up out of there. And that's what Buffalo did. They moved him up out of there. You see those plays where they scored touchdowns, those plays where they got big gains. It's because they moved the, the 33s and the 30s and the 14s and the ones. And they said, you're not big enough to play in the box. And they said, we're going to move you out of the box. Mm. And they did that consistently and effectively. And that's what every team's going to do. That's what Arizona did. That's it's, it's schematically very tough to do that. The Chargers tried to do that one year. Um, where they were playing undersized, they were playing DBs in the box, and it was working out. And then they played New England, and New England ran, they just gotten power eye and just powered it straight down their throat the rest I of the game. They well. put them out of the yep. playoffs. They did. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy, and so that's why you don't do it. And offensively, you talk about CD Lamb and Dak Prescott and McCarthy, and hey, we got it figured out. You don't have it figured out. You you played against teams that you have figured out. The Philadelphia Eagles. You played a really good game. The Seattle Seahawks played a really good game. But Skip, you're gonna your road to the Super Bowl is gonna go through the through the road. You're gonna go on the road, and you're gonna have to win. And I don't think you can. Okay. And by the way, quick point of order before Key goes. Mm-hmm. I had one bright spot yesterday, and it was Tony Pollard. I thought he ran hard, and he ran well. He carried 11 times for almost five yards a carry, and I'll take that, but that's about all I'll take from that game. But go ahead. Yeah, they ran a few draw plays, late draws throughout the game. Right, garbage time. Effective on, there's no question about it. You, you talk about Terry Bradshaw and Rob Gronkowski and what they said. Skip, I don't believe from a mental standpoint that it's a problem for the team. They just got out physical. The, the physicality is too much for them. When you look at the teams that have basically bloodied their nose, you're talking about in the run game in Arizona, to a degree, Philadelphia ran the ball. Uh, they didn't run it uh, enough, in my opinion, but they ran it very effectively. And then, obviously, San Francisco, and then what we just saw yesterday against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, your defense is allowing, in the games that you win, 266 total yards, 366 when you lose. So it's all falling on this defense. Then when you talk about yards per game, 88 when you win, 200 when you lose. You can't have it like that. It can't be that lopsided if you plan on making any hay at all. Again, I hate to be redundant in this. I tried to tell you you needed help on the defensive end. Okay, you tried to tell me, no, we're, we're stacked. Our defense is fine. Yeah, you're fine against the Giants. You're fine against the New York Jets. Like, you're fine against those type of teams. Were we fine against the Eagles at home? Okay. The, mm-hmm. you, you split mm-hmm. with the Eagles you something are. that you do every single year. I know, but we should have beaten them at I, Philly. We did everything you, but. Yeah, everything we, we but. We had them. Everything okay, but. but you can't you say we got blown off the field at Philadelphia like we did you, at Buffalo you, you, and at you, San Francisco. You, you, they offensively dominated you. They did what they needed to do from an offensive standpoint. You're now playing Chase, uh, 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 Chase again against the Philadelphia Eagles. You're playing Chase. You're behind. Okay? Philly, only way Philly is going to surrender th- this division is they've got to lose games. I doubt that they lose to the New York Giants in Arizona. I doubt it very seriously. So you will be on the road going up against competition. You mentioned maybe it's the Buccaneers. Maybe you go into New Orleans, it's the Saints or something like that. Who knows? But you're going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Not only that, let's fast forward to next week against Miami. Miami's averaging 140 yards on the ground. Okay? It's more finesse than what that was last night. It's not bulldozer <laughs> football. Yeah, but your defense isn't fast it's enough. To, your defense I'll, isn't fast I, we, enough. We have a better chance against that. Marquise Bell has a better chance against Mostert and company and what they're doing with those I, guys. I disagree with you. you know? I disagree with you. They, they don't sled Because him. one of the things that happens is it becomes a copycat league. They're going to pull the Arizona mm-hmm. film, the Philly, 
the 49ers and the Bills. And they're going to package that up because the, what they're going to do is they're going to call Kyle Shanahan and Anthony Lynn, the run game coordinator, and they're going to have communication with them about what they did to you in the run game. Okay? And they're going to give them some stuff as they watch the film to pair with their running style. Now, I understand what you're saying. You put a 200-pound linebacker on the field and watch what happens. You watch what happened to you. Now, you'll be coming back Please. the following Monday mm-hmm. talking about, well, you know, that's what you're going to do. You're going to have straight frogs on your face. Keyshawn. Be- Keyshawn, what? He, he can run and he can tackle, but he got bulldozed. He was getting hit in the mouth by 350 pounds. But you act like you act like them big linemen in Miami's 100 pounds. Yeah, that's if just I not get a, if, I, if I get a 290 pound guy up on yeah. you, and then I double down before I slide up to the next level, yeah. that's 300 pounds. I mean, that's 600 pounds. You can't get off of that. Okay, I'm going to go back to what Terry said and Gronk said. I 1,000 percent agree with both of them because they're on to something that I have been on my biggest issue with Mike McCarthy and ultimately with Dak Prescott is what they're talking about. Mike McCarthy is at his worst when he's trying to get a football team emotionally ready to play a big road game against a team that was emotionally ready to play at home. You guys both know this game is played with emotion in the end. You have to be ready to play football. You both played for really good football teams at the highest level. And when it was time to go on the road and win a football game, as you did, Keyshawn, at Philadelphia once upon a time, you have to be emotionally ready for the onslaught of the home emotion. You have to match fire with immediate fire and show them you're there for the duration. All four quarters, you're going to be right there. Richard, I can't remember what your what was your biggest road win, the early Seahawks. Where did you have to go to um, 49ers, that's a that was at your yeah. place. No, yeah, probably 40, 40, nah, yeah, 49ers was at our place. I, yeah. I don't remember our biggest road win necessarily. I mean, we always had battles with Cam and, and Carolina did. and those guys. You those did. were always good ones. Yeah, but, um, but, but yeah. look, it's, it's, it's a game that requires the psychology of being ready to play. It's different than the other sports. The other sports, you can ease into them a little bit more. But in this case, Terry talked about the intensity. I know in a heartbeat whether my team's ready to play or not. I can tell you after four or five plays on offense and defense, are they ready to play? They were deadheaded. They were flat-footed coming right out of the gate yesterday. And as Terry said, I like their coach. Well, I, that's, that's like an oxymoron to me because I can't like a coach who can't get a team ready to play. This team doesn't have a Michael Irvin that can get the team ready to play in the locker room despite the coach. We have veteran leaders in Demarcus Lawrence, stupid early penalty, and Zach uh, Martin, stupid early penalty. And Tyron Smith is, is as you know, Keyshawn, he's a quiet guy. He just stays to himself. So you can't get emotion generated from those. But how is that on Mike McCarthy, though? Because somebody has to go in. It's on Jimmy Johnson. Listen, Jimmy Johnson, well, one of the they, great but, but motivators in the history say, of the here's what, I would, here's what I would say about that. Because I had a quiet leader in Tony Dungy. Yeah. But the one thing that we had oh. is what Rich McKay did is we had leaders on both sides of did the football. Did you have leaders? You we had, had voices, and voices and but, leaders. Listen, Derrick so Brooks was all, not going to accept this. But this ain't on okay. Mike McCarthy. Okay, but who else in the no. locker room? Show me. It, but it's not on Mike McCarthy. Well, he's okay. not going to all well, of a sudden. Somebody has to set He's not going to all of a sudden be a public speaker <clears> in <throat> something that he's never been. No. It's just not, it's not who he yeah. is. I mean, that's that's the point, Skip. You have no tone setters. Exactly. Like, you want to know what Super Bowl teams have? Exactly. They have tone setters. So you want to know why you know you're not a Super Bowl team? You don't have tone setters. And as Michael Irvin always says, you want to beat a team, you attack their weakness. You want to break a team, you attack their strength. And your strength is Micah Parsons. And teams consistently attack him in the run game. And if they can do that, and that's your guy, then they can break your team anytime they want to. And a lot of times, that's what they're doing. Stop putting 14s and 30s at the line of scrimmage. Are you going to watch them get drove 10, 15, 20 yards down the field? I saw 33 almost get drove into the end zone by he Dawkins. Did. And so got hurt you, on you, the you look at this. Yep. I mean, I would imagine he got hurt because you should not be in that situation where you're in a one-on-one with a 350-pound lineman. 
But when you've gotten away with it all season and you get in that rhythm and you're like, oh, man, nobody's noticed this. Nobody's found us out. Well, they found you now. They found out, hey, this is what this is what people should attack. And this tape exists. Now, talking about the Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, he's even meaner than Kyle Shanahan in the run game when it comes to drawing up the runs and drawing up motions. Because it's not just, hey, I'm going to stand still and hit you in the mouth. I'm going to put so much in, in so much fluff, so much disguise, so much motion in your face, you will not know where the ball is. And if you can't find it, by the time you find it, it's a track meet, and you got to find my guy, Raheem Mostert, Devin Achain, um, Waddle, Tyreek. Tyreek will be back this game. And there's so many issues there that, Skip, it's going to be another you, L. Skip, how do you feel about next week? I can tell you this. Miami will not have 266 yards rushing. Want to bet? They might have 300. Okay, want to bet? Want to bet? They won't have Skip, 266. I'll, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you they beat you. Okay, but how about Russia? That's what I'm saying. They won't have 266. I, I'll bet you they beat you. I, I don't know that they'll, they'll, have, they'll have, have more points. They, I don't know that they'll have 266. But whatever it is that they have will affect the outcome of the game. I can say that. Okay, so on the road this year, we went to Arizona and gave up 222. Then we went to San Francisco and gave up 170. Then at Buffalo, 266. At Eagles, it was 109 and then 106 to the Eagles at home. So it didn't hurt us that much. It wasn't the tone setter for the whole football game. Well, they, had I keep more telling balance. You, they had more yeah. of a balanced attack. Okay, but Swift doesn't scare me. Like, I, I don't know what got into James they Cook. They don't run like, the ball. They didn't run the ball nearly as much in terms yeah. of the carries, but it was more of a balanced attack. Okay, but remember, last year, Philadelphia led the whole league in Russia. That's okay. okay? Yeah. They lead the division right now in everything. They're yeah. at the top of the division. I don't care about last year, Skip. Okay. What are so, you doing with your defense right, right now, okay. today? This is just me. Stopping the run is some about pride and desire. You, you have to be psychologically, Agreed. emotionally ready. We're not going to allow this today to happen to us. That's how they'll be going to Miami because they need the media to motivate them. I tell you guys, it happened. I've been doing this for a long time. Dallas came out with fat cat syndrome yesterday. They, they walked on the field. You could just see their body language like, does Buffalo know who's here now? It's like you just roll your helmets out there with the star on it. And they say, oh, we quit. No, they, they so didn't they quit. Need, so they need Richard, myself, or whoever. Yeah, they need to get shamed. We, we, we yeah. picked Buffalo to win the game. I, I what more you. shaming you okay. need? Okay, well, now like you're shaming them. You're saying that right, Richard just said they might go for 300 yards. So I'm Skip, skip. I told you the San Francisco 49ers would beat them. I told them they were better than them on every level of the defense. I said they're frauds and pretenders before they played the San Francisco 49ers, and they got beat by 32. Okay, I well, don't think wait it a matters. second. Time out. They're not built like that. Wait. I, th this man who just spoke owes me four dinners, and you owe me three, Two. but you paid off one. Two. I Two. think you owe me four. No, you lost yesterday. I, 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 okay. I, I, I didn't bet. I didn't. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. I didn't bet one dinner yesterday. You never brought it up. I did not bet you okay. anything right. yesterday. I didn't bet. You, if you want to bring it up, I'll accept. But you got to start it. You when they, start when they it, lose this, when they it. lose this game, when they lose this game, you'll you'll I'll owe you one less dinner because we talked about that run of games. You said they'd only lose one. They've already okay. lost one, okay. so they'll lose their second against the Miami Dolphins, and then there'll be a dogfight against the Detroit Lions, and then you may be in the fifth seed. You're going to be in the fifth seed, and you may have more of a Dogfight against the Bucks or the Saints, whoever you got to go see because you're on the road in that game too. Well, Skip, what's you guys the, are what's talking the, big and bold. Today, what's the biggest? Skip, what's the? Like, I just want you. Every day. I want you to really tell me what's the problem on the road. I just want to know. Just, just tell me what's your problem on the road against against good teams. The funny part about just this is, me. for years in the past, go back six, seven, four, five, six, seven years ago. We were great on the road, and we were awful at home. And even last year, we went to Tampa Bay in a playoff game and blew them out. You got to give us that. I mean, we did that. Dak was sensational. And we went to San Francisco and held them to 19 points. Team that 19. Still okay, I'm just saying, but we did that. You say, what? Like, what's, they, what's, they were under 500. They were okay. under 500. Yeah. And the quarterback was headed to retirement. He was, but Are he was still the greatest player skip? who ever played. And we I give there you, as you we, say, I give you okay, that. We knocked him out of the park, man. We blew him out. What about this year? Okay, this what about season. what about last year at San Francisco, I, 19 to 12? Was that a blowout? 
What what happened? Well, you scored twelve points. I wish points. I knew your middle you score twelve how, points. How could you? You got, you got beat you by just, a rookie seventh round pick. You got believe, beat by a rookie seventh round pick. How did you manage to score only nineteen <laughs> last his, year? Nineteen. Why do you keep going back game? to last year though? It just happened. It's in this calendar year. You know well, what happened was yesterday. Well, I want to know from you. Oh. What's wrong with y'all on the road? You can't answer it. I I told you we were not ready to play. So you were we not got ready weak to play. leadership, and I think Rob's right. We are not mentally tough away from home. It's just okay. a mental toughness. So that I means agree. your season's over then because you're going to be away That's from home. That's what it sounds yeah. like. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. I, just, I already like. told you we need to go play Baker Mayfield in the first round at Tampa. That's what we need. I need ba- go Baker go and we can go down to Tampa. They're going to win their division and we'll open winning, up there. Winning a game. Yeah. That's so your only chance but, even if even, game. But, but even if you win there, you're still on the road. We'd be on the road and we might just get embarrassed after that. I will be the first to admit that at this point. You are unbelievable. All right, next up, Sean Payton blows up at Russell Wilson on the sideline on Saturday night, and it got ugly. What was that about? No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Man, wild sequence on Saturday night in Detroit on two straight plays. The Broncos came very, very close to scoring. I thought they did score. Sean Payton opted not to challenge either play. So here are the two plays. The first one is second and goal. (laughs) Pass play. In the middle. Boy, it looks so close. Boy, I thought he broke the plane. No challenge. Okay. And then now we go to third and goal. This is Javante Williams. That's a touchdown. It looked like he scored. It just looked like he broke the plane. Yes. No challenge. Now, this one right here is what this. Okay. So now they score, but the offensive guard had lined up, as we see, offside. But they say he was offside. Okay, so that pushes it back to fourth and goal from the five. And Sean Payton opts to take the field goal. Now wait, there's nobody offside there to be. Okay, I think yeah, he I just lined up offside. offsides, but whatever. Go, go back to that. Go, if we go back to the beginning, you'll see this. Because okay. there um, was no one offside. I don't think there's no one offside. It doesn't look like it there. I saw another it, down the, the line the shot. Cop, it did look right, like his helmet. Cop, no, no, no. I don't see it. Ain't nobody's offside. I don't see it there. In the TV copy, they showed that no one was offside. Okay. All right. So then Sean Payton takes the field goal, even though Denver at that point is trailing 28 to 7. It went on to, what was it, 42 to 19 or whatever it was. Okay. So as the Broncos' offensive players left the field, you have to figure Russell Wilson said something to Sean Payton. And Peyton just flat out unloaded on Russ in an extended tirade. Neither Sean nor Russ would provide any post-game details about what was said, what sparked the incident. So, Richard Sherman, your reaction to all of the above? I mean, that <clears throat> that's not the way to coach him. That's not the way to coach really any quarterback. But that's definitely not the way to talk to 
a veteran quarterback in the National Football League who's, who's actually played pretty well for your team this season. I don't even see – usually when you're that upset and you're that animated, it's clear for, to everybody, to the world, what was wrong. Right then, I mean, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at what the ref's looking at, and I don't see a guy lining up off sides. So I'm not sure what you're calling out on Russ. He turned around, handed a ball off, probably ran the play you called, and you're getting upset at him. He's not yelling at you for not challenging two or three of those plays that could have easily changed the complexion of the game. But you're yelling at him. And when you yell at a quarterback like that and you're that animated in, on the national scene and outside for everybody to see, then what you're saying, Skip, is this is on him, yep. not me. Hey, this is on him. Blame him for this. You see how upset I am at him? Because that's on him. And that's that's what you hate to see because – I mean, I just don't know what he could have done. You could have looked at over at the line and said, hey, guard, back up a little bit. I've never seen a quarterback really adjust an offensive lineman or adjust an offensive line. You tell a receiver, hey, get on the ball, get off the ball. Hey, hey, tight end, get on the ball, get off the ball. Hey, back, get back, or whatever the case may be. But I've never seen him say, grab an offensive lineman and pull him back or whatever the case may be because they line up initially. Okay, so Richard, would it be out of line for Russ to trot off the field and as he passes Sean Payton say, why didn't we challenge either one of those plays would that be out of line no it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of line and, and that's not I don't think that would merit that kind of response Correct. you go over there and tell him man I didn't think I didn't think we got it did you see something I didn't see yeah. you know you can have a conversation but when you react that way it seems like it, it, it's I mean I don't know what Russ could have said but Russ isn't that kind of guy to say something to, to really get you in that kind of spirit I mean to the head coach he's not gonna be sitting there you know, saying, hey, man, what the F are you doing? You know, yeah. he, he probably, even if he did say you should have challenged okay. him, he would have been like, hey, right, hey, so what did you see, Sean? You got it. Keyshawn, you played for Bill Parcells. Obviously, Sean's a chip off the old block. What look, was just, your, look just yeah. like him. Yeah. The same okay. demeanor, just yeah. everything. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we don't know exactly what happened. But I'm right. just going to take you underneath the hood of what I think could have happened. In this situation... Certain things is called at the line of scrimmage, in the headset, to check in and out of certain things with certain looks. I'm sure whatever Russ did, he didn't do what Sean wanted him to do. And so Sean, or the offensive line and everybody else on the team, so what Sean does is he goes at Russ. But he ain't just going at Russ. He's trying to get everybody's attention because Russ is the top of the king of the mountain. He's at the top. So you can do this to Russ. It puts everybody else on notice. I promise you this. At the end of the day, he's going to put his arms around him, whether it's in the locker room, getting on the bus. He's going to tell him, come here. He's going to talk to him and give a little bit of a light apology <laughs> and let him know yeah. why he yeah. reacted this way. That's apology. the same thing that Coach yeah. Parcells would do. Yeah. I've been dog-cussed him over and over and that over. Is, Go sit down. All of those things. And in the end, here's a little love. Da, 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 da. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody. Plus, a little nugget for you. He just lost to two of his young pupils mm -hmm. in Dan Campbell, who played for him yep. and coached for him, along <laughs> with Aaron Glenn, who played for him and coached for him. So you can only imagine the emotions yeah. that was going on on the sideline for Sean. Mm. Don't, don't berate me publicly and then privately uh, apologize. That's did, but, but that's his style, though. That's just, that's their style, man. It Phil worked. Sims caught it in the worst way from he Bill. Did. And what worked yesterday may not work today. Agreed. And then surely then. won't work tomorrow. <laughs> now we are in different times. The times of coaches having total dominion over all things, everything, are gone. It's no longer, I'm boss over you. It's, I am partners with you. Russell Wilson has $200 million guaranteed. Mm. Guaranteed. What are you going to do if Russ makes this some other kind of situation? You can't cut him. You can't cut him. So what are you going to do? There's no need for you to do this to him here. I understand what it used to be like. And it, and it used to be different, and coaches would get down. I, I remember the, the Parcells and the Phil Sims. I worked with Phil over inside NFL. I've heard insides on all of those yeah. inside uh, of those situations. That was then. This is now. You had control. You were, Jimmy used to tell people, uh, 
I'll make sure you never play again. <laughs> it's not just that you won't play here. I'll make sure you never play again. You, <laughs> once I cut you, you ain't getting another chance. Russell got another $200 million coming in. That's it. That's it. Mm. You can't cut him. So now you got to be partners with him. This tells me right here, I don't know how we move on with this relationship. Mm. But see, Michael, right. this is I don't know how we... No, no, no. Let me finish, Key. Let me finish. You see, when Bill Parcells did it, when Bill Parcells and all those guys did it, it came on the news at 11 p.m. and it was gone. You didn't have to deal with it every day. This is a social media era. Russell Wilson, his family, his wife gonna see that every day on social media. Why would you stir that up like this? Mm. This is what we mean when we say coaches, are you upstanding? Are you, are you ready to coach in this era? Because mm -hmm. players ain't gonna have that. And they're not gonna have that no. lasting forever on social media, you being berated like that. I've never seen you do it. I don't care how upset you got. I've never seen you do that to Drew Brees. And all the years working with him, I've never seen you do that to Drew Brees, and then you shouldn't do it here. Mm -hmm. I was upset and hurt when I saw Me when I saw Matt Jones take what he took on the sideline. But at least they were on the bench. They were on the bench, and Bill O'Brien was in his ear. This was open. There are cameras that we, we we do games. We all done games. There are cameras. This is the quarterback camera. This is the head coach camera. The cameras never lead those two. So you knew that was going to get on air and be played like this. I, grabbing me in silent, trying to apologize, won't work. You got to do it like no, you did it here. But, but Skip, this ain't the first time that Sean has been at Russ all year long. It, Not it, like that. That don't make oh, any better. This ain't the first time. They, they had their issues early no, on. They had their issues early on, Michael. They had yeah, the yeah. same sort of issue early on. How, how can you go lead your team? Uh, how can you go lead your team as a quarterback? How can you lead I understand. We sit here and talk about the importance of quarterback and leadership. How can you, how can you snatch leadership from your team and say, hey, he's doing nothing? You, like, you're clearly saying this is on Russ. I'm, I'm just saying, guys, that's going to be... No, I understand exactly you what ahead. you're saying, Michael, but I'm Look, just telling I, I, you, I, I, Sean's not going to change mm. his coaching style. I, I, I period. Let just not. Go. But this, uh, Skip, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I'm going to let you. No, you're okay. Go. Go. You're good. I, I, I mean, because I just, I, I just, like, you wouldn't accept it from a player. Now, Russ is a calm, like, like even kill player. He says, hey, I'm going to take the coaching. But these is grown men. These are grown men out yeah. there. And you're not treating him with the respect of a grown man. Yeah. And so that's where I have a problem. It's not It's not the yelling. It's not all that. The way you're attacking and berating him, you know he can't technically defend himself. So you, you, you go if he over did, he wasn't wrong. the first. If he did, he, 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 if he, he goes back off, he, if he goes off and says, screw you, who do you think you're talking to? Now uh, we got a whole exactly. other. Time out. Time out. What? I got one for you here. I worked mm -hmm. with Phil Sims very closely at ESPN. I know him really, really well. He told me lots of stories about how he had to learn to go back at Bill just as hard as Bill went at him because that's how Phil that. won the team over. I'll go right back. You start in with me, I'll go right back in your face just as hard as you're going in mine. That's the way that game was played on that sideline way back when. Right. It was a long time right, right, ago. Right, right, right. I know Sean, and I like him a lot, and I know all of you do. I, I got this. But that was ugly, and that was offensive, and it hurt me to watch it, it because it just – it's just such a bad look for, for not only for Sean, but for the National Football League. It's just not how you coach that position. Russ has earned the right to be better than that, to be above that. Absolutely. And as much as a, of a thunderstorm as Jimmy Johnson could be, he always drew the line. He did not do Never that to Troy. He just didn't do, do it to do quarterbacks. It. He would not do that to them. Because you can't. The position is too hard to play in the first place. And I don't know exactly what sparked it, but somehow Russ said something to Sean that he didn't like. And you could be right, yeah. Key, that, that maybe it was a play call where he, he audibled out. Yeah. Typically, typically but, that's usually, yeah. that's usually what this, happens in this, those this situations. This felt like it was, why didn't you challenge either one of those plays? How dare you challenge my authority? And he just, and to Richard's point, it's, hard, it's not Russ's nature to fight back because that's not what we do. That's not how we live today, right? right? And, 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 and he's like... Like, because you, you got to be careful who you do that with, because you do it with the wrong guy. Yeah. And and Russ is a understanding of the moment and all this. Yeah. If you did this in the locker room, 
then it does everything Key says. It shows everybody that he's held accountable. If you do it in a team meeting, yeah. it shows everybody That's you hold accountable. Good. Hey, everybody's to the same Ooh. standard, et cetera, et cetera. But when you do it right here, it does not send that message. It sends the message where you don't have respect and regard for your quarterback. That's right. And you probably don't right. have respect and regard yeah. for everybody else. And so when, when if there becomes a fracture in this locker room and people start to pick sides and you split, there's going to be some with loyalty to Russ and some with loyalty to Sean. Yeah. And then you start to get in a now situation you, you don't want to be in. A whole nother problem. You got and a whole nother issue. You're, you're right. You're, you're taking away and you're demeaning your own leadership here. We sit up here and we lament about the importance of the relationship between head coach and quarterback. And we all to always talk about the importance of having that quarterback be your leader. He's your coach on the field. That's just a bad look. I, I, bad look for Sean Payton to me. I, it's just a bad look. Yeah. I, I, I'm so happy Russ took the high road and handled that because he could have gone a lot of ways and he did not. Well, it's a different type of player, though. Like Richard said, certain people, yeah. you, you know, it, like – like Skip was talking about, Phil Sims had to go back. I had to go back you and had build to go multiple. Back. Oh, you absolutely. Just had to go I, ain't back. No, I ain't got no problem with it. You screaming and hollering at me, and whatever the case is, then we gonna have a certain conversation. Hey, but you know what? Which you, is fine. You, you knew deep down you were his guy. Right. You oh, knew yeah. that. Right. And, and yeah. Russ does not know deep oh, down he's Skip, his you, guy. Skip, oh, Skip, you just. That, oh my and, God, that may, Skip. and that may be you true, Skip. Hit. That, that's, oh that's the key to everything, what Skip just said. That's the key to everything. And to be honest with you, I don't mind Coach Johnson coming at me like that. Because Coach Johnson took me at 17 years old. I know everything he says to me at this point is for my good. I don't care what he says. I'm going to listen. I got you, Coach. I got you. But you and I just got together. I'm not going to have you coming at me like that because yeah. I don't know what's the where is this coming from? Is this just about football or is this <laughs> something else? And I don't know that. that, that, that I, I really would love to know what triggered it. I yeah. Really, yeah, it really me doesn't too. really me matter. Too. It does look ugly for Sean, but I understand Sean. That's just yeah. who... Yeah, that's no, who they. He that's did. who he is, he man. He, yeah. he, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he done done this a couple times earlier in the year. Maybe I, I, not to I, this degree. I, but they I done never, had words I, on the sideline. I've never seen line. him and Drew Brees. I've never seen him go to Drew Brees like this. Oh, Honestly, like Drew. And, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Russell. Russ. Yeah. I'm talking about but, Drew. But I'm talking about. I, I understand that you keep saying that's who he is. I'm saying I'm sure. All those years, he's had a moment with Drew Brees. Absolutely. I've never seen this. Absolutely. I understand. Now you see what yeah. I'm saying. I, I've never <laughs> seen this in Drew you, Brees. Because you 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 almost demasculate your leader. You you you, you 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 cut the claws you off. You, you, I agree. You you you. you <clears throat> I mean, you're not doing anything that's productive. And I like Sean. I've I'm a big Sean Payton yeah, fan. Too. Have too. been. But this situation, particularly, he's wrong. Even if you right. don't agree with, with right. what's going on and what Russ yeah. did, there's a way to right. come at him and stand right next to him right. and right. be like Russ. Right. You, you can you, say whatever you need to say. Right. You go at that. You go at that coach standing right next to him. You make it seem like you're going at that coach and Russ hears you. And that then you do it right. in a way where you can keep his leadership and his shell intact. And that's not the way to do it. Mm. That wasn't what was done.